Hello and welcome to a grand final edition of the WNBL show. The Townsville Fire have one hand on the Signet WNBL trophy, but the Flyers have plenty of life left in them heading into game two. Joining me this week, what a special treat. A WNBL champion two time herself. One time, two time. One time. One. One time. Only one. Yeah, no, sad times. Oh, hello, Tessa Levy. Hello, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Good, thanks for having me today. Do you have finals fever? I do, actually. I've been really keen to see the, watch the games and I went down to, uh, where was I, Southside on Saturday night and watched them um, get the win over Melbourne, which was an awesome game. So it was nice to be in the crowd. It's been um, a hell of a finals series, yep. hasn't it, to get here. So I guess how did we get? to Townsville and Southside and Townsville taking a 1-0 lead in this best of three series. Well, Townsville's continued a winning streak and then some. They swept Perth Lynx 2-0, but I feel like Perth played better than that final result probably showed. What what did you think of that one? Yeah, I can agree with that. I think, um, you know, Townsville's streak speaks for itself. They're playing some really incredible basketball, but they win when they're not playing well as well. So mm. that, I think that Perth game was prime example of what had happened and Perth seemed to have it. And then uh, Townsville, they're just gritty and defensively they're hard to get through and score. So they know where their scores are coming from as well. So I think, um, you know, Townsville's going to be difficult to beat. But I think Southside have uh, got some pretty great players and uh, they can step up in big moments. They've shown that they can fight back too. So Absolutely. Townsville currently on a 15-game winning streak with one hand on the trophy. Wild. Southside advanced to the decider uh, with a 2-1 series victory over the Boomers. This was a hell of a series. So we know that Southside swept Boomers 3-zip during the regular season. They then beat them fairly comfortably in game one. In game two, the Boomers fought back and sent it to a decider and then the Flyers won by one point. I know. It was great. That series was amazing to watch. Um, I think there was two different games at the start, one and two, totally different games. Um, And you can tell by who won that game. And then coming down to the third, I think they both played some really great basketball. Um, And then, yeah, obviously it just fell. I feel like that game could have gone either way, um, but it just fell south side way. And, you know, they deserved it. There was a lot of good plays Mm. made in that those final couple of minutes. Maddie Rochi for one, like a huge three. Um, Bet Cole had a massive game for them as well. So um, very well deserved by south side. And uh, we're looking forward to the the game on uh, Wednesday night. Oh, so are the Flyers. They want to bounce back at home. Maddie Rochi mm-hmm. will join us a bit later. Can't wait to chat to her. But what was that deciding three, third game? What was it like for you as an impartial? I mean, you've yep. got Blicky's <laughs> your best friend, yep. so you've got Blicky out there for the Flyers. But what was it like as an impartial viewer watching a deciding game three decided by a point? Well, it was funny because I actually bumped into Rachel Jerry after the game as she was leaving the stadium and both her and I were like a bit short of breath and like, why do we do this to ourselves? It's like, we're not even playing. We don't care who wins. Yeah. But, you know, I think that's the great atmosphere that it created in – um down at SBC, you know, a lot of pla- a lot of fans there and um, a lot of Melbourne fans too. It was almost like even. Mm. Um, so being in the crowd um, and just watching the game, it was just nice to watch and see people support it. Now, let's talk about Grand Final Series because you played in the first ever Grand Final Series. I did. You did at what? Perth Lynx. Oh my God, I did. Yeah. 
You did in 2015-16. So I was doing a few numbers on how the series have been decided since we went to a best of three from a standalone, although we did have one standalone in there in the hub season, which funnily enough, Southside defeated Townsville in. But uh, Townsville swept you in that series. Sorry to to bring it up. (laughs) Carly um, was part of – Carly's been part of a lot of these grand finals. Absolutely, she has. And now going for back-to-back titles at different teams. She's pretty incredible and had a bub. You know, Had a bub in between. so cute. Oh, we were shattered that he didn't come on the road oh, trip at the weekend. I know, it would have been. But if it goes to game three, she said she's bringing him no matter what. You know so. what? I saw him during the week last week and we're just sitting there on the couch and all of a sudden he yells out, he goes, pretty. And I'm like, Carly goes, what, did you, what, Kylan, who's pretty? And he goes, Tess. Oh. And like, oh, just my melt, my heart just melted, honestly. And Carly's like, oh my God. And little Kylan was all like, Oh, he was shy. <laughs> so he cute. loves Lavy. Um, he's the cutest. He'll be hoping for game three. Absolutely. Um, love love having kids on the road. Zala certainly kept us entertained um, at the weekend. But, yeah, in that first series, Townsville swept, swept you. Um, do you remember what it was like playing in a series for the first time? Because it was a huge change for us it going was. from decades of standalone deciders yeah. to a best of – in both. Yeah, I um I do remember that because there was a lot of talk about it before it was going to happen and I think a lot of that was from Chris Lucas and um, wanting to have three games just to make it fair, and which is fair enough because mm. you can have a one-off game and be the best and then the next game you're not as good or you can adjust as a team. I think that's the fairest way to get a championship team. Um, but yeah, as the Perth Lynx, we were sort of like, all right, well, this is cool, a new team. We weren't expected to be in the finals at all, so... We just took everything as it came and, um, you know, I think we were playing against Susie and I think Kayla was there at the time mm-hmm. too. Yep. Um, so, yeah, that was exciting. But, uh, yeah, we got swept, unfortunately. I just don't think we had that experience mm-hmm. in finals to, to get us through. But it was pretty cool and I really enjoy the three-game series now. And then were you at Dandenong the next year or were you still at Sydney? Were you at Dandenong and played in one? No, I don't think so. No. I was still at Perth at that stage, I reckon. So or oh, maybe back in Bendigo by then. Yeah, so the yeah. season after, Cheryl coached one, two zip. So Sydney beat Dandenong. So it's been super interesting. Yep. A couple have gone to one. Um, my little omen watch for this series yeah. is that the Flyers lost to Townsville by 31 mm-hmm. in game one. You go, okay, wow. Yeah. But Perth beat Melbourne by 27 in game one in Melbourne mm-hmm. last year. Yeah. We know what happened. Yeah. Melbourne fought back. Exactly. Away and then won it at home. Yep. So it's not over yet. No. Um, and Southside know that, but Townsville know that yeah. very much as well. Um, let's talk about you. You're in a moon boot. <laughs> um, is this because you've had like seven sporting seasons in yeah. less than 12 months? <laughs> um, I think so. You know, uh, it's an overuse sort of injury, so I'll be fine. But um, it's just my, I've got little stress fractures going on in my in my toe. So that's a lot of fun. Everyone laughs at me when I say that. And the moon boot is very dramatic. Um but yeah, I just need a deload at the moment. Mm. So take us through last, yeah, last year yep. because you had um, WNBL and AFLW coincide yep. and then AFLW went with an earlier season. So you had that, then you joined WNBL yeah. and you had NBL one. Uh, I played a couple of games, yes, but yeah. I um, finished up early with NBL one. But yeah. you still played. Yeah, I did. <laughs> it, was, it was wild. I don't know, Meese, what happened. Um, yeah, the last 12 months have been pretty crazy. So uh, I was thinking the other day, I don't think I've stopped since uh, Tokyo. 
Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So my body's probably like, here, take a moon boot, sit on the couch for a while. Rest. So it's been quite nice. Do people people assume that you are going to go with one rather than the other or do uh, like ask you, is there one that rates above the other? All the time. People are like, oh, which one do you like better? Um, But it's not – I don't like one more than the other. Um, For me, uh, playing football and playing basketball – I really appreciate both separately Mm. and I think there's skills that can sort of transfer across to both Um, and then you obviously have to have a really great medical team, support staff, that sort of thing with both clubs. So that's been a great help for me to be able to get through the the seasons that they've been. Were there things that you took from basketball into football that you didn't expect? Yes, for sure. I think, um, you know, just understanding awareness and players around you um, because we do that all the time in basketball and I have the ball in my hands a lot of the time mm. and you've got to make decisions really quickly. So, um, yeah, one of my skills within football is be able to make a decision pretty quickly um, and there's lots of players. But with footy, they come from everywhere. So, like, all of a sudden you'll just get tackled from behind and you won't have any idea it's coming. Yeah, it's wild. <laughs> and it's like no one's setting a screen. No, exactly. For you. Yeah. Um, and then what about coming back? To basketball, has there been things from footy that you've realised once you're back out on court that have helped you playing basketball? Um, I think for me the biggest thing was people actually thought I got it faster, which is crazy. Yeah. You're already the roadrunner. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, after a footy season um, I went into an Opals camp and, um, yeah, people commented on how quick I'd gone got, but I was like, well, I haven't really done anything different, but I mm. think it was – the amount of running load that we were doing with football, it's a different, um, I don't know, different fitness. So And a different type of running. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think that helped me within my basketball career for sure. Opal's still very much on the ge- agenda? Um, I don't think so. Um, I think for me, uh, just focusing on football and WNBL mm. is really important at the moment and I can't stretch myself that thin, yeah. especially now with this moon boot situation going on. Um, you know, I love representing my country and I wish I could do everything, but um, I can't do that, which is uh, really sucks. But, yeah, I really enjoyed my time with the Opals as well. Well, and it was a very successful time. Thank you. World Cups, <laughs> Olympics, yeah, yeah. various medals. Yeah. Um, let's finish up and reflect on the WNBL season. It mm-hmm. started like a house on fire for it the did. spirit, but unfortunately um, you missed out. Was was that a tough pill to swallow? We've had Ali Wilson and Anna Lee with us during the year yeah. Um, to, yeah, go undefeated for the early stretch and then, then fall out of the top four. It must have hurt. Yeah, it definitely did. Um, you know, we expected a lot from ourselves and I think it was because that 7-0 sort of start. Um, but, yeah, it just um, didn't go our way this this year so hopefully we can make that happen uh next season what was it like having Kels and Cal back at the spirit yeah I think your face your smile answers that question um obviously part of a championship with them and and played with them at Bendigo before but it, it must have just been so special to have them back not only at the club but just within the community yeah definitely um I have a lot of respect for for Kelly and KG because you know they've been through it all they're winning. They're winning players. Um, they know how to win. They've got championships at left, right and centre. Um, so just to have them back at the club was really, really nice and um, connect with the community again. Like KG's been terrific with that. Um, Kelly brings in Ted often to training, which is really cute. Um, so, yeah, it's been amazing and 
just to for our players because we were very young the last couple of seasons just to be in the same room and mm. watch them and how professional they are and um, yeah they don't really take any no for an answer and they just get stuff done. They There's, do. They just They're get doers. it done. Yeah, absolutely. Not you're complainers. They just do it. Nah, you're the same. Oh, thanks. It's, it's a country thing, don't you think? I reckon it is, actually. I mean, Kelsey's not from the country, but she kind of is. We kind of just claim she's from, she's yeah. kind of country, yeah. downtown Bendigo. Yep. We, but, we found it pretty much. Well, you did. Not me, Chelsea Aubrey found well, it. Chelsea Aubrey is, she yeah. And you is, had your championship reunion too yes. Um, recently. Yes, were in town. Yeah, Chelsea was here, wasn't she? She was, yeah. 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 Gosh, we need to give her a medal for recruiting oh, KG. We do. Name something we, we after owe her. her a lot. Yeah. We do. <laughs> the dummy owes her a lot. <laughs> Laves, let's get into um, a reflection of game one yep. because the fire pit was lit was. on Saturday night. Um, you know from when you're at Bendigo and winning championships, like how important that community support is. Townsville have been unbelievable. Like they painted the town orange last week. There was um, a tick under 4,000 there. They had an outdoor party like at the stadium how amazing is it when the community's up and about like that supporting you it is amazing I think that um the when Bendigo won their championships and I was involved there um the, the stadium was rocking it was mm. crazy we had to get try and get more stands into the stadium to fit more people in um so I think that's huge and it adds to the atmosphere of the game obviously but it's like another person out there um and you get confidence you gain confidence from that and I think Steph Reed has set the tone with that you know she's been amazing in the community up there it was shown at the WBL awards night that um she got some reward for that was really really nice um but yeah Steph um she set the tone and I think people just want to come and show their support and they know that they're doing something really good up there you had a season with Steph Reed didn't you Danny not I did, yeah. She was, a, uh, I believe, a development player there. Isn't Daniel. that amazing? Yes. And so even good. the Flyers, so Flyers' first season where they made a grand final, they had Steph and Anna Lee coming off the bench. Yeah. It's amazing Crazy. to think what both have achieved. <laughs> yeah. I think um, Steph, yeah, she deserved a lot of credit because it's hard to, to make it, you know, if you haven't been through the system of the AIS or anything like that as a development player, you got to really step up and show what you're worth and... Steph's done that and she's found a niche with Shannon up there and, mm. you know, she's been amazing for Townsville and that she's part of the reason they're here in the Grand Final she's Series. She's such a good story. She is. Isn't amazing. she? Um, let's talk about the game. So Townsville 94 to 63 victors. Their defence has been incredible, particularly over the last five weeks, but um, they just shot so well. Like they shot well above their percentages and yep. they really just got it done at both ends and they got the early hop yep. on the flies they too did. and the home crowd got involved and I reckon that really played a role, that start. Yep. Um, what What did you think of the game? Um, I enjoyed the game. Mm. Um, I think Townsville, you know, they know exactly where their shots are coming from and their defence creates their offence as well, so that helps. Um, but Shannon's very methodical in what he wants to get done and the players know that, so... Um, I think that shows by their percentage because they know where their shots are coming from. So, um, you know, no shots a random shot, which is um, pretty cool to see. And in grand final series, you have to step up. Mm. It's different from a semi in a regular game, I think. Um, and they showed that, that they're up for the task and they know how to play in a grand final series. So there's been so much talk this season about Southside's depth and they've absolutely yep. got it, but they also have had three season-ending injuries yeah. in LJ, Dallas and Amy Rochi. Yep. 
But what about Townsville's depth? They had 46 bench points compared to 14. Um, So Shyla Hill played a huge part in that. She had 23 points off the bench. She's been huge for them, particularly in, well, both games against Perth, but definitely that second game in that last quarter over in Perth. And then at the weekend, it feels, you were in the hub, it feels very much like um, deja vu of 2020 where Townsville are winning and Shyla's stepping up in big games. Yeah, absolutely. I think... um you know, Shyla's known for stepping up in big games and um, it's a credit to her and what she's been through this season. I think, um, you know, don't underestimate what sort of toll that would take on a person. Um, but yeah, Shyla, I think she's a great human. So for her to be stepping up in a grand final series under Shannon, it's um, good work to her, you know, and I feel for um, Southside with their mm. three season-ending mm. injuries, you know, those three plays are massive for their core and um, just to get, a few minutes here and there from them throughout the season. Mm-hmm. I think, um, you know, obviously Loz, that was devastating for her. Um, Dallas didn't even get to touch court yet. And then same with Amy, you know. That's Amy's really a sad. huge loss for oh, them. Absolutely. Like, gosh, I don't think people realise. No, and yeah. Cheryl will just be thanking her lucky stars she got Mon in yep. when she did, yeah. you know, for Dallas because we, we wouldn't have expected what would happen with Amy. Yep. Speaking of great humans, you mentioned Charlotte Courtney Woods um, is one of the best. Didn't get on the court against Perth in game two, but yep. played really well at the weekend. She had 11 points and Z9 off the bench as well. So yep. when you've got that combination that come in and complement what Hawkins, Reed, Nicholson, Roof are doing. Mm-hmm. Um, it really is a yeah. Townsville team effort. Absolutely, it's about buying. I think, mm. um, and everyone knows they play a role and they have a role and they know how to do it really, really well. And I think um, Shannon's obviously set that out. Um, and yeah, they've all bought into that. And it's pretty cool to see and it's pretty fun to watch. What about the imports? Because Tiana Hawkins and Carly Samuelson have just been the jackpot. For them, Hawkins literally so big inside. Samuelson's just a shooter. Yeah. Um, The way Samuelson can just, you know, she's knocked down. Um, If you don't close out her correctly, then it's going down. There's three points. Um, And then Hawkins, she just works hard. You know, she doesn't complain. She doesn't do anything like that. But She just works hard, box out, rebound, run, and then, you know, that creates their offense, which is huge. So I saw her complain, Hawkins, for the first time yeah. at the weekend yeah. because you'll love this, Laves. Okay. She is a workhorse. Shannon cannot sub her. She will not come off. Yeah, I did notice that. <laughs> she played every minute of the semifinal series. I spoke to her um, last week for ESPN and she said, I've got um, 80 minutes, 120 minutes left. Yep. That's, that's where it's at. So they're up by whatever they were up by at three-quarter time and Shannon subbed her and she would not sit down. She was. He said to <laughs> her at, at the break, he's like, you're out. And yeah. she's like, nope. And he's like, come on, like you need yeah. to have a rest. She wouldn't sit down. She was pacing <laughs> up and up and down the bench. And um, I think um, Potch hit an early shot in the last quarter yeah. and Hawkins was at the corner at the front of the bench and she was looking – you know, they were still up by a fair bit. And yeah. she's looking at Shannon wanting the sub <laughs> back in. I and I uh, know that she's pacing behind the bench and um yeah. and we did a cross on the broadcast and uh and yeah, we're just laughing, saying we don't think she knows where to sit. Yeah. You know, yeah. on the bench. So that's what you want in a player, let alone an import Absolutely. that just wants to be out there. But it's handy for them that she was able to sit yeah. sit the last I quarter out. Imports have it really tough, you know, being so far away from family, friends. Um and for her to be that bought into their program and what they want to get done, like, that's rare to find. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's really amazing what she's done up in Townsville and 
it's pretty cool and to watch. it's amazing that her son Emmanuel came out here for you know the start of the season yeah. went home for Christmas and she had to um, make the tough decision that he had to stay in school yeah. back in America so she hasn't seen him since before Christmas yeah. um, and he's seven years old you know, she she's missing him desperately. He's missing his mum. They've never been apart. Um, so that she's the fact that she's been able to play like she has while missing the other part of her yeah. um is incredible. Speaking of well deserved rests, Southside are gonna have a few days now yeah. because they went to game three, unlike Townsville. That is really tough physical series. Wednesday night, um, beat Melbourne by a point, Townsville the next morning. Do you think fatigue played any sort of role for Southside in game one? I think possibly, yeah. you know, they really did have three tough games against Melbourne. Um, and then obviously the travel as well is pretty difficult to get up to Townsville and then the heat on top of that in Townsville um, out of your own bed. Mm. It all adds up. And um, I think these next few games will tell whether they've been able to get enough rest over the last couple of days and see on Wednesday night when they come out firing for sure. Yeah, it was an early flight back to Melbourne Sunday morning, but they get home, get back in their own beds. You take your own pillow on the road, don't you? (laughs) Absolutely. I do not go anywhere without it. Well, neither does our next guest. Maddie Rochi loves to BYO pillow and uh, she's going to join us to chat about Southside's chances heading into game two. Well, Laves, we love a competitor. We do. In the WNBL. We love someone that gets white line fever that's tough, made of tough stuff, it's you <laughs> and it's Maddie Rochi from the Southside Flyers. She joins us today ahead of the Flyers hosting Game 2 of the Grand Final Series on Wednesday. Hello, Maddie Rochi. Have you had a bit of well-deserved rest after Game 1? Hello. I mean, I have. Still got two more days to go, so hopefully get some more in. But, yeah, definitely got some rest yesterday and today. It's good to hear. Now, you've played in a couple of championships at the UC Caps and you've been part of different grand final series where you've swept teams, you swept the Flyers in their first season, and then you're part of a, another championship where you had a 2-1 series win over Adelaide. So do you draw on a bit of experience in previous series as Southside looked to even this up? Yeah, definitely. Obviously, grand final series is three games for a reason. Um, so we're going to come out firing. Um, on Wednesday night, we know that we played some basketball that wasn't our type of basketball and we can't really dwell on that. We have to move forward. But, yeah, we're super excited to have another game to prove ourselves and hopefully take it to game three. I know you won't want to make excuses for that loss, but we were talking about it before. Do you think fatigue, given that you did play three against the Boomers and it was tough and you've travelled, did fatigue play a role in it at all, do you think? Yeah, I mean, we can't really blame that, but um, we had a – tough final series against the Boomers. I mean, it was super physical. Um, we were we were tired. We got on the plane the next day. I think I got home at like 11.30 that night and had to be on at the airport at 10 a.m. the next morning. So obviously there was lots of fatigue bodies out there and we were super tired, but it would have played a little part, but we can't really blame that for the way we played that game. We need to talk about your performance against the Boomers in the series where you defeated them in the semis. Um, you were crunched in, in game two and you came back on and tried to help your team to get back in the game, but the Boomers were victorious and you did everything in your power and made a huge shot in game three to get into the grand final. Um, you you were up and about. Were, were, you as <laughs> were you as passionate as you've ever been out there, getting the win over the rivals and, and winning through to the deciding series? Yeah, definitely. I mean, 
it was a tough game. It was close. There was so many ups and downs, but we knew it was going to come down to that last quarter and we had to play 40 minutes of basketball. So when I shot that last shot, I was actually zero for six for the game. So when I shot it, I was like, oh, God. But I think I was in rhythm and to make that shot, I mean, it was exciting and to get the victory over the Melbourne Boomers was something that was, yeah, just an amazing feeling. Yeah, that was an awesome shot. I was in the crowd, Mads. Oh, I couldn't believe it. And your reaction was incredible. We love seeing that passion. Um, but moving forward, game two, what do you think you're going to change sort of to beat Townsville? I know they've got a lot of um, lot of stars in their team, but I think you're equally up to that challenge. Um, you know, you've got a lot of depth in your bench as well. So what do you think you can do differently game two? Yeah, obviously they're a talented team and the way they've been playing um, has really been a credit to them. But I think coming out, we're going to have to change the way we defend. We have to be a bit more physical. We'll probably look at changing our on-ball defence um, because they run a fair bit of on-balls. But I think, yeah, it definitely comes down to the defensive end. We have the scoring talent. We have the talent. We have the depth. Um so we have all that, but it's gonna at the end of the day, it's gonna come down to us playing forty minutes of defense. What about the mental edge? Because for me, um, when Melbourne won game two, a lot of pundits were saying, "Oh, the Boomers are gonna go on and win it," and Southside are done. And it's funny how fickle basketball people, sports people, are when you know a team has a win, a team has a loss. But you showed great tenacity and you know mental toughness to come out and win game three can you draw on that which was as recently as last week to go and you know send this to three yeah obviously the internet has a lot to say when you lose a game but um we get to play in front of our home fans and we get to be back on our home court and I think we've had a great run on that home court and we're yeah we're super excited to come back out and prove for all those people who have said that we are no chance of winning the grand final that we're setting this game to game three I love this from Maddie Rochi. She's Absolutely. she's telling the internet what's up, aren't you, yeah. Roch? Hey, um, Let's go. It's, <laughs> it's a long trip to Townsville. I've done it twice in uh, in less than a week. Nearly didn't make it. Nearly didn't make it the first time. We won't talk about that. It's still very triggering. But um, we were on an early flight out of there on Sunday, Maddie, and um, you know the talk amongst the Flyers girls was. You know, this is an early flight. It's a lot of travel, but you want to be doing it same time next week and you couldn't be happier to take a, a long trip back to Townsville on Saturday for, for a deciding game three. Yeah, definitely. I mean, obviously we're super disappointed in that loss that we had, but like I say, it's a, a three-game series for a reason and we're super pumped. Like, we're excited to come out and, and prove that we can win game two and send it to game three. And, yeah, we're not worried about the travel again. Um to be in a grand final series is what a lot of people would like to do. So we're going to give it our all. Now, look, we don't want to act like we just got on, you know, got you on here to talk about the flies, but we're very happy to hear Leo in the background. Um, your beloved baby, is he pumped up for, for game two? He's always a big supporter of his um, sporting parents. Yeah, he's pumped up. I mean, he always gives me a pregame paddle. He didn't actually get to give me one in that Townsville game, which was disappointing. So I think that's why we lost. But, um, yeah, he's pumped. He's ready. Put, I'll put my little jersey on him. We'll leave the TV on for him while I'm gone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Although we saw on your Instagram, he mounted you yesterday when you got home. So he was pretty happy to see you. There he was. He never ever gives me a, cut, a hug like that. So I was a bit, um, he must have been like, well, mum's a bit upset now. But no, it was good to get a hug from him. But yeah, he's pumped like me. And just finally, you one of the best guards in the comp. We know that you had a, a very um, tough matchup with Christy Wallace during the semis. You've now got Steph Reid, Shyla, Laura Nicholson. The task doesn't end, but we know that you know you're up to it and you rise to the occasion. So it's going to be massive the guard battle again, isn't it, Laves on uh, on Wednesday night? 
Yeah, I mean, I love the gut battle that we have in this league. I mean, it just goes to show the talent that we have right across every single team. Um, I know that we're going to come out with that defensive energy. Obviously, the on-balls um, killed us that game. But, yeah, we're going to lock down. And, um, yeah, they're good guards. They're in this league for a reason. So we're just going to do our best at the defensive end. Well, we can't wait to see what you and the Flyers do as you host Game 2 Wednesday night at the State Basketball Centre. And I'm sure you want to shout out to all your fans with the Flyers and just basketball sports fans in general to pack out SBC and get behind you guys. Yeah, definitely. Um, Flyers fans, basketball fans in Melbourne, get to the State Basketball Centre at 6.30pm on Wednesday night to watch us take Game 2 of the Grand Final Series. Laves, I'm too scared to disagree with anything Maddie Rochi <laughs> says or does. So uh, what, what she says goes, we can't wait to see you in action Wednesday night. Good luck to you on the Flyers in Game 2. Good luck, Mads. Thanks, guys. Well, Lavey, when we talk about the Townsville fire, we go straight to the top and oh. talk to the queen of the fire pit. Her name is Sam Pascoe. She is the GM of the Townsville Fire, who are on a 15-game winning streak heading into Game 2, and she joins us on the WNBL show. Hello, Sam. Thanks for joining us, and congratulations on getting Game 1. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, it's really exciting to get Game 1 done, and now it's on to Game 2. It was a pleasure to be there on Saturday night for Game 1. You had just a tick under 4,000 fans. The cowbells were ringing. You've painted the town orange. You had a fire fiesta party outside. You must be so wrapped with how the whole community's got behind you up there. Yeah, look, it's really exciting, um, I think, for women's sport on a whole to see that a community can get behind it, can support it. It's more than just the almost 4,000 people in the crowd. It's the businesses. It's the whole town. It's everything being lit up orange and signs being everywhere. I think Courtney Woods, you know, made comment in her post-game conference with you about the fact that uh, she felt like a celebrity walking around town. And I think, you know, that's something that I've strived for since being here is that I think that that is what female athletes should feel like. That should be the norm. Yeah, that's so true. And you've done such an amazing job since you took on the gig at the fire and not even talking about on-court results, but everything you do do in the community with your sponsors, um, charities, um, just everything. The local media is fantastic up there. You Is that kind of how you measure your success too, rather than just the, the winning streaks and the victories on court? Oh, definitely. And I think they go hand in hand. I think the fact that we are the only community club that it, that, sorry, only community-owned club in the league. I don't think, you know, we have one without the other. We don't have the success on the court and the winning streaks that everyone keeps talking about, although Shannon and I have been very clear in saying it's final, so we started at zero. Um, but we don't have all of that without that amazing community support. And it's something that we work really hard to maintain because we know that we don't exist without them. Um, for an array of reasons, but also because, you know, it's also really important to our club that we represent this region and that we provide healthy female role models to this re region. And so by doing that, yeah, that is just as big of measure of success as those results on the court. So the winning streak's at three, Laves. That's right, the new winning streak. Yeah, hey, okay. <laughs> we can't count, but we've got that one, Sam. Um, just yeah. on what you were talking about, how proud were you in the Townsville Fire that Steph Reid won the Community Award um, at the Signet WNBL Awards? Because I know she set out to achieve that pre-season and um, it would have been so rewarding for all of you. Yeah, look, I think 
I said it in an interview at the start of the season that everyone's only just becoming to realise how amazing Steph Reed is not only on the court but off, but it's something that I realised a long time ago. And she works really, really hard in this community and she represents the club so well and our values and they're her values as well and she doesn't do it for the accolades as much as it was lovely and I know that she's felt great pride in being able to give that check from Signet to the Brighter Lives Foundation, uh, which is the Children's Hospital Foundation up here that she's the ambassador for and, you know, that was a really proud moment for her but she does it because she's genuinely invested and she genuinely cares and um, I'm so proud of uh, Steph Reed. She just continues to amaze us both on and off the court. She's a ripper and you've got plenty of them on your roster there at the fire. So game two in Melbourne on Wednesday night. When are the team um, arriving in town and have you are you coming? Have we got a whole lot of fire people and fans um, making the track down? Because there's a 50-50 chance you're going to win the title in Melbourne. Yeah, look, um, we have, are just treating it like any other road trip. So we don't leave till tomorrow morning. Um, we you know thought it was important that the girls trained at home today and they sleep in their own beds and we just follow as much of a normal routine as possible. So we fly out nice and early in the morning, um, luckily on a direct flight to Melbourne, which will be nice for the players. Um, And then, yeah, they'll get there about lunchtime tomorrow. Uh, and then as for the rest of us, there is a great bunch of um, very passionate fans who are, I know have already booked flights to come on Wednesday and myself and some of the other staff and the board directors will also head down to support the team. We can't wait to see you guys here painting the State Basketball Centre Orange on Wednesday night. Um, it was amazing to be there on, on Saturday night, Sam. Your club and your community have just done a marvellous job. For the fans that will be in Townsville, is there a viewing party? Will they be getting together at the um, the fire pit or you know, are there plans to watch Game 2 and for Townsville's sake hopefully lift up the trophy? Yeah, there definitely is. So um, our great friends at The Ville are putting on a watch party um, for everyone who can't make it to be together and and to watch it. So I'm sure that I think there's a few hundred people already registered to go to it. So I'm sure that'll be a great night for all those Townsville Fire supporters that are still here in Townsville. Oh, that's so good. Um, I know Lavy likes the Ville when she comes to town. (laughs) I do too. So it'll be rocking there on Wednesday night. Uh, We wish you and your fire. All the best, Sam. Thanks so much for joining us today and congrats on a wonderful season on and off the court. Thank you so much. Well, Lavy, it's been great to check in with the Southside camp in Maddie Rochi and then mm-hmm. Sam Pascoe at the fire. She's done a terrific job there. Now we wait for game two, but um, we we talked about taking pillows on road trips. <laughs> and the other thing that you like to take, and I know this from the hub year, yep. in 2020, I think half your luggage for two months was snacks. Absolutely. Um, have you got an update for us on the Lavy snack list? Yeah. And what would you be snacking on prior to uh, a game two grand final? Oh, um, so my snacks aren't really game appropriate at the moment just because I'm in my off season, so don't hold that against me. Um, but I'm loving some Magnums, especially a four-pack. They they come on sale often at the moment. So. Uh, a hazelnut one? <laughs> no, caramel. They're oh. Magnum Egos. I'm obsessed. Oh. It's dangerous, people. Don't do it. Um, and I'm also pimping out like me garang noodles. Oh, yeah. Yeah, with like cheese and an egg and stuff. Yeah. I'm pretty simple. Um, simple so but there's effective. my two. Yeah. Yep. And then uh, my best snack option before a game would be like, I don't know, chicken, avocado, cheese, focaccia. It's pretty good. Yum. 
Might be a few Some of those chippies. getting around before. Oh, it's chippy. <laughs> I love chippies. <laughs> Sarah Blitzarves might be having a chippy or two. Oh, uh, absolutely. Before she's... I'm having lunch with her actually, game day. Oh, I know, I feel good. Where are you going? Not to the pantry. It's a lot of pressure, isn't it? <laughs> not going to the pantry, are you? No, we're not going to the pantry. No, it's uh, Monday appropriate only. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now, speaking of packing things, do you think the cowbells are going to be coming through security I know. to Melbourne? I don't know. I was wondering if they actually have to declare the cowbells oh. coming into Melbourne. Surely not. Like the fruit flies. So yeah, don't bring you know, that into you don't know what's on another there. state. Yeah. I hope, the, I hope the cowbells come. <laughs> Jeez, they were ringing on Saturday night. It was very hard to um, – I spoke to Shannon Seabom after the game. He said, I don't know if I'm going to be able to hear you. I said, yeah. I can't hear you. Yeah. Like, But that's fine. Yeah. So that's part of it, isn't it, Laves? Yeah, absolutely. We love that during the game. Yeah. Not being able to hear the coach on the call. Yes. It's not great. But you're like, yep, sure, right. yep. <laughs> we'll No <do> worries. <laughs> Sounds good. We'll run that. Yeah. Um, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Oh, I think it's going to be a tough game. I think, you know, Townsville have proven that they can win away from home. Um, but I think sound, uh, South, I nearly said Soundsville. Yeah, Soundsville. <laughs> That's a new nickname for the a grand bit, final series. A bit like where I was booked for um, game one of uh, the semifinal oh. series, um, Laves. Instead of Townsville, I was booked at Nashville. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That would have been a good trip. Actually. Yeah, I think I could have got there quicker than yeah. I ended up getting to Probably. Townsville on the on the day. Yeah. Um, no, but I think Southside, they'll step up. Um, they have a lot of good players, a lot of talented players, so I think they're going to step up and uh, get the win. Go to game three. Go to game three, please. I love it. Yeah. Well, yeah. let's just finally go through the list. So the first year, Townsville swept your former team, the yeah. Perth Leagues. Yeah. Cheryl's Sydney. Did the same to Dan in on the year after. Yep. Then we had Townsville 2 1 over Melbourne. Now, do you remember that game? Oh, I can't remember that. Liz and Susie. Oh, yep. I remember. Game that. two, Melbourne. Yep. Susie puts up the shot, it rims out. Yeah. They lose. They yep. go home and win it in front of their home crowd. <laughs> Susie did that on purpose, I reckon, just to get home. Oh, it was a Batgirl classic, yeah, wasn't it? Um, following year, Canberra do it 2 1. Over yep. Adelaide, mm-hmm. another dramatic game too. There's been a few. Nicole Seacamp. Do you oh, remember that yes, one? I remember Did that. it go There's in? A lot of controversy, wasn't there? Right. With that one. It's been a lot of controversy. The yep. following year, Canberra sweeps Southside. Yep. Southside's first year. Yep. Then at the end of that year, we had a standalone uh, grand final in the hub, Southside beat Townsville. Yep. Last year, Melbourne come from losing game one by 27 points to square it in Perth. When game two drama, Marina Mabry missed the free oh, throws. That's right, and we all thought it was going down too. We thought it was going downtown, like it always did with Mabry. Yep. We went to a game three, and Melbourne won it at home. Yep. So history tells us game two was dramatic. Yeah, I have no doubt it's going to be dramatic, and I just can't wait to see what happens. Oh. It's very exciting. I'm going to have my popcorn ready to go. Yeah, snacks galore. I'll Magnum sit- ego, sign me up. Are you going to take your own to the SPC? Well, I probably won't get down there. You know, my boots. The bit, boot? Yeah. Okay, you'll be watching on ESPN. Absolutely, I will be. Of course. Yeah. So um, we look forward to Wednesday night. Laves, thanks for stopping by. It's been great to preview it with you. And thanks who knows me. when we're back next week for the final episode to wrap up the championship because it will be won. Oh, yeah. We've got no idea who's going to win it. Surprise packet. Let's go. And that's what we love about it. We do. Thanks, Basketball's Laves. amazing. You're amazing too. <laughs> thanks, Laves. Thanks, <Laves>. <laughs>